Mother Teresa said, if we can accept that a mother can kill her own child, how can we tell other people not to kill one another? Seems weird, right? But we do. And we're going to talk about it. Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my saintly wife, Nikki. And today we are talking about a touchy subject. Uh, we're going to be talking about abortion today, but something we're very passionate about. So before we dive in, honey, do you have anything you want to say? Um, we know we promised you guys we were going to have an episode up about friendship. Uh, we were going to have a friend on the show and interview her but we both had busy weeks and so we just postponed it till next week <laughs> not intentional but things come up so mm-hmm. yeah but make sure you stick around that will be coming next week like and subscribe if you're on youtube follow us if you're on the podcast so you don't miss any of those episodes we'll be having these come out like normal every monday wednesday and friday and like and subscribe and follow before we dive into this topic, just in case we <laughs> rub you the wrong way. Um, no, just to kind of get clear the air a little bit, we're not going to be meaning to be like unnecessarily mean or hateful. That's not our intention here when we talk about abortion. But we on this show, we are unabashedly pro-life in every situation. We believe that Um, children are a gift from God that he knows you, um, before he creates you, he has all the days of your life, um, numbered. So we are, we're not going to try to pull any punches either, but again, Mm -hmm. we're not trying to offend or anything like that, but abortion has been in the news the last week or so. And for a change, it's actually for a lot of the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So that is something to rejoice about. Yeah. And we're going to touch on two news stories. But before we dive into those, I just want to give a few stats on abortion that I thought were, I guess, eye-watering, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I believe that this country, I mean, we started this show on the idea that no one serves God. No one seeks after God in this country anymore. I mean... The idea that we're a Christian nation is just not true anymore, in our opinion. And I think a lot of this has to go back to essentially being an abortion-approving nation. You know, abortion was written into law back in 1973, sort of with the um, the Roe versus Wade court case, where they basically legalized women's reproductive rights, as they like to call it. And... Since 1973, we've had 60 million total abortions, roughly. That is mind-boggling to think 60 million babies never got a chance to live. Many, I don't know. Just crazy. women weren't. And we've got all of these stats from abort73.com, I believe is the website. And we'll have that list or link down in the description so you can go and check these yourself. But 60 million babies killed. And now one thing you always hear when it comes to the abortion idea is uh, life of the mother, rape, and incest. Those are always like the big three, you know, oh, you're Mm -hmm. anti-abortion. Well, what about these? 
and they go into this here and they pull these stats from a couple different um, sources and you can check them for yourself. But they go on to say that basically only 7%, and this is the high side, um, mm-hmm. 7% of abortions were due to health problems or rape. So this idea, that's 93% that have to do with other things. Right. Wow. And the top two reasons, which are both well over 20%, so I think it's around 45% total. The second place reason why women get abortion is they can't afford a baby. And the number one reason is that they're just not ready for a child. So this idea that, you know, we've got to have abortion because of life for the mother and those are just not real issues that are a concern. Every horrible thing that becomes a law is always about the minority. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, again, we are pro-life in every situation. I'm pro-life in life of the mother. Um, I believe God ordained that baby. You know, he is sovereign. If my wife happened to be in some health troubles. Um, I don't think I would in good faith choose an abortion. And God bless it. We've never had to make that decision. But again, sitting here today, we are not um, pro-life in that situation. Rape and incest. Life is not fair. And it's awful to say that. I get that that sounds awful, but like Mm -hmm. that child did not rape you or is not the one that's committing incest with you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, like life isn't fair and that sucks if you're stuck with a pregnancy that you didn't want, but you can't repay evil with evil and think that Mm -hmm. you can be blessed. So, um, and then the last stat that I wanted to say, this was back as of 2017, but 18% of all pregnancies end in abortion in this country. Almost one in five pregnancies end in abortion. That just makes me wonder all the people I know who have had one who don't talk about it. If it's one in five, like I know, obviously one in oh, five I'm people sure. have been pregnant. But so this is a dire situation for our nation, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And I think we sow di- uh, child death in this nation, mm-hmm. and we elect yeah. leaders that promote child death, and they even encourage it to happen more. You know, when we wonder why we're going in the wrong direction in this country, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about the law of sowing and reaping and we're going to reap this harvest that we've sowed and we're starting to reap it. I mean, our country, I don't think is in a good place and praise God. It's not worse than it is already. Um, but we need to turn the corner on this repent to God as a nation, as far as I'm concerned. And I think these two news articles are going to be, um, kind of jump starting that hopefully, so if you want to read this first news article, mm-hmm. honey, the headline. Yeah, this is from New York Times. It says, near complete ban on abortion is signed into law in Texas. Yeah. Of course, Texas. Texas God is bless always Texas. Great. <laughs> you need a couple paragraphs of it? Yeah, just like the first two. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas signed into law on Wednesday one of the nation's most restrictive abortion measures banning the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy and thrusting the state into the advancing national debate over reproductive rights. The legislation, also known as the heartbeat law, amounts to an outright ban on abortion. As many women are not aware, they are pregnant at the six-week mark. 
It also would allow any private citizen to sue doctors or abortion clinic employees who would perform or help arrange for the procedure. Yes, God bless Texas. And it's funny, I put this on Twitter. I was like, you know, stand strong, Governor Abbott. You know, they're not going to go down with a fight. And somebody responded to me and they were like, it's funny you would tell a paraplegic man to stand strong because he's a paraplegic. (laughs) I'm like, man, a dude with no legs is standing stronger than most people with two. So God bless Greg Abbott. He's a great governor. And yeah, um, six weeks. This is essentially like they said in the article, and you can read through there. Obviously, it's the New York Times, so it's going to be slanted mm-hmm. towards the pro-choice argument. And Greg Abbott's a monster and all this nonsense. But essentially, yeah, if you ban it at six weeks, That's most people you know. aren't going to even know that they're pregnant at that point. So you're essentially banning abortions. And this is kind of following on the hill or heels of the city of Lubbock, Texas. Right. Um, Lubbock, Texas, just recently... Um, they passed a law, I believe, and they basically have dubbed themselves as a sanctuary for the unborn. So they allow no abortions. They don't have abortion clinics. And again, all this stuff is going to be argued in court, you know, so these laws get passed and they, they never really get instituted because they get jammed up in the court process for years and years. Mm -hmm. But still, these are massive stands and we need to be, um, sending out our support to these governors to let them know to stand strong that they've got the country behind them and you know places like lubbock they're gonna be getting hammered hard but this is awesome because this is we need these bills to pass we need governors to know that they have uh citizenry behind them Mm -hmm. when they pass because the left is going to come hard the anti-god the pro-death left is going to be coming hard after these laws Pray and if for you them. go on and to read here they you know they're stupid lawyers that'll go in there and they're talking about you know the constitutional right that women have to they don't have a constitutional right roe versus wade is a terrible law and you know you can't say i don't obviously they can say i don't know how you make the mental gymnastics to say a woman has the right to life in the pursuit of happiness so she can kill her baby, but that baby doesn't also have that same right to life. That double standard. It's insanity. So God bless Greg Abbott. This is huge. And this is following sort of right on the heels and it's going to play a big part in this next story that we wanted to talk about. So baby, if you want to read this one from the blaze.com, you want to read the Mm. headline? Yeah. The headline says, showdown over abortion rights heading to the Supreme Court this fall. And then just like the first two paragraphs of this one. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments in an abortion case about, oh, out of Mississippi that pro-life proponents hope could result in a major rollback of abortion rights established nearly 50 years ago in the landmark case of Roe versus Wade. Hmm. The high court announced in an order issued Monday that it would take up the dispute Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. The case concerns an abortion law passed in Mississippi in 2018 that prohibits abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, with some exceptions. Yes. So this is even (coughs) bigger 
you know, because like we talked about this case in Texas, it was passed, but it's going to get jammed up in the courts. And this case Dobbs versus Jackson's women or Jackson women's health organization is going in front of the Supreme court. And that means if it passes, like this is national law. Now this is national policy that you could ban these abortions. So these states will now be able to enact these laws, like 15 week bans on abortion. And you can't jam them up in the courts anymore. They can just go through. And this isn't the end goal, right? The end goal is to ban all abortions in this nation, but this is, a huge body shot to the abortion industry. And I, you got to take these people up in prayer. I mean, we have a conservative Supreme court, which is so stupid to say that we have a six to three conservative majority in the Supreme court. And you're like, shouldn't they all be reading the same law? Let's not ask that question, but you got to strike while the iron's hot in this you got to lift these Supreme court justices up. They're going to be under heavy attack, just like all these governors, state legislatures are, and they need, they need prayer to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Liberal conservative. This should be a nine Oh decision to stand for life, you know? So, yeah. And this whole thing is about women's right to health care. That's very clever, sneaky term there. <laughs> But it has little to do with women's health care, actually. Um, I'm just, just Google abortion uh, effects abortion, not just like after side effects immediately after, like throughout your life, the effects of it that I'm sure women aren't told about. And that, and if they knew, if they could just talk with somebody who's had an abortion, an older woman, I remember my sixth grade teacher getting teary-eyed when we're in sex ed and abortion got brought up and she told us that she had had one when she was younger and it was still she was older she might have been 60 it still was affecting her and I always remember that sorry it's like (laughs) sad that I have a memory of that we aren't you know trying to be haters on people that had an abortion God can heal you of that sin. He can forgive you of that yeah, sin. Yeah, but we're but, women are lied to. They're not told the truth. No. And and we're told women are told that they're just told that they they can't they can't afford it. Everybody talks about how expensive children are. Oh, I can't afford it. Might as well just. It's so convenient to get an abortion, and nobody will know. It's a secret because it is shameful, and we need to be told it's. I mean, it's shameful, but there's healing. You can come to, you know, there's different um, organizations out there, and there's churches who have grief support. But I was going to go over, just to point out the fact that it isn't about women's health at all. Like you said, what was the percentage that were actually about for health reasons? It's literally like 4% that are for health reasons. So... A lot of women, well, I don't know a lot. I actually didn't pull up any percentage of women who go through each individual thing because it can be years later that you go through things. But there's a long list on here. It has list 32 things listed on here. I'm not going to read them all. But guilt, anxiety, depression, number one thing is depression. Even women having flashbacks, kind of like 
uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, they'll have nightmares about having the abortion or they see someone's baby and it triggers um, extreme guilt. And a lot of women, when they go in depression, they start drinking alcohol, they want to numb it or they get, dive into drugs. And dis eating disorders is on here, disturbance in sleep patterns. There's just, you can look it up. Like if this stuff is going to go on and affect your, this is just the mental health aspect of it. There's physical yeah, health the idea attached that you to can this too. have an abortion and get rid of your and baby feel fine. and have no side <clears throat> effects is just not the, the case. You're going to be wrecked physically, but more importantly, emotionally and spiritually, you're going to be wrecked because of it. And I mean, if you talk to people that have had abortions, yeah. you don't meet a lot of them that are like, they're not going to confess, great, you know, that they feel terrible about it. Like one of my relatives a few years ago, we were arguing on Facebook about it and, and she doesn't have any children, but she said, I have she maybe like nine or 10, nine or 10 of my friends have had abortions and they're fine. They're happy with the decision. And I'm just like, yeah, they're probably not. <laughs> they're probably not happy about it, honestly. They're hiding the guilt and the shame. Yeah, like what are you going to come out and say and be like, no, right. I'm an emotional, depressed wreck of a person <clears throat> because I've made a life-altering decision that I can't And I wonder why on. depression is like so high, more among, among women. And maybe that's one of the reasons, but they're not talking about it if that was something they did in the past. No, and it's shameful. And our politicians and our national leaders are shameful because they spew this garbage and tell them that it's okay, right? Your reproductive rights, your pro-choice, you know, your women's health care and, you know, shame on them. Like, it's so awful. Such a sin. Well, I wonder how... Um how much all these abortion clinics that aren't going to stay open and a lot of them have already closed down just with the ban with the 15 week. So how much money does that save? Because tax, our tax dollars support abortions. How much well, of that money? So our national tax dollars don't support abortions. Technically. Um, I think that there's workarounds. I think they kind of do things like, they'll give, you know, Planned Parenthood money that will like okay. help them have a building, but the money doesn't go directly towards the abortion. Like, so there's workarounds, but okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll say what I mean, saving money for the United States government doesn't really, but exist. having an abortion, we'll blow it elsewhere, but we looked it up. It was like, that was in California. It was yeah, like, like $500 for an abortion. Yeah. There was something like 40% of abortions, in California, um, yeah, like forty percent of abortions receive public funds in California okay. and New York, which obviously, I mean, of all the yeah. states, of course they're going to do it, you know. But the thing is, as we get near to the end of this episode, like it's a sin, um, and that's the number one reason why you we should need try to, to avoid it. Speak up, though. I mean, I, a lot of churches won't talk about it. No, they we touched won't. on the. We did go to one need. that did, but they also had like the what was it called? Where they they came in and spoke about adoption and fostering and all that. 
but yeah. a church we went to here wouldn't bring up the subject or even how to support um, the pregnancy center or anything. And we need to make it more aware to women so they they know they have a people behind them if they think I can't afford a baby or I'm not ready. But that might mean the same thing. You might just not be ready because you're afraid. But really, our a baby's born, what does it really need besides you hold that baby and your body produces its food. Like what more does it need besides well, and that's love and thing food that we need to work on in this country is making a adoption an easier process. I mean, they yeah. make abortion the easiest thing in the world. Right. You know, I right. think the stats I looked at, it was like 550 bucks to have an abortion to adopt a kid. You're talking tens of thousands of dollars, year waits. It's, it's insane. Christ. So I just pulled up a couple Bible verses just because we want to end this on the Bible. You know, this isn't our thoughts. This isn't our ideas. If they're not grounded in scripture, then they're wrong. So first one I got from Leviticus 18, 21, and it says, you shall not give any of your children to offer them to Moloch and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. And then down here, Jeremiah 32, 35, he says, they built the high places of Baal in the valley of somewhere to offer up their sons and daughters to Moloch, though I did not command them, nor did it enter my into my mind mm. that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. And you say, oh, I'm not offering my kid to Moloch in Baal or Baal, but you are right. Cause Moloch is just the God of child sacrifice. That's who he is. So you all and Baal back in those days, uh, if you do any research, he was kind of the God of economic promise. Like he was kind of the God that brought the storms and the rain, which for an agricultural society mm -hmm. meant economic increase. And we do that now. I mean, if you look at those stats, I don't have enough money for a baby or I'm just not ready for it. Mm -hmm. Like you're sacrificing on the altar of your own life and your, your own economic economic. Living. Yeah, situation or whatever it is, happiness. I mean, you're sacrificing your baby to that, and it's a sin. It is. It's putting you before your child, and a mother, the instinct of a mother is put the, the child before herself. It's just total opposite. And I know these women have got to just, when they actually have a baby, and they realize how much they sacrifice for their child, and realize how twisted it was before, and the regret, and I just... I just pray for those women. I just. Yeah. I, I mean, again, we don't mean to be hateful no. or mean, but we get passionate about this topic. So no. take <clears throat> these topics up in prayer. Please pray for governor Abbott, pray for the Supreme court, pray for, you know, people that have had a, an abortion, reach out to them in love, pray for them. Um, this is a curse on this nation that we need to rectify and we need to repent before God for what we've done to the children in this nation and around the world. So as we get ready to end this episode, babe, do you have any last words? Um, no, that's what I want to say. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, stick around next week. We'll have that interview coming for you, hopefully. Um, but we love you guys. And that's all we got. God bless.